Hello everyone and welcome to the Gamers Inn. Come on in, pull up a chair next to the fire. It looks like you've had a long journey. I'm your host this week, Ryan Murphy, and joining me as a guest host is returning guest host, Josh Cook. Josh, how's it going? I'm doing quite well, Mr. Ryan. How are you? I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm ready to talk about some video games. I'm back from vacation, even though I technically didn't take vacation from the Gamers Inn. Uh, I did, I did try, but, uh, you know, Jocelyn was like, Hey, let's, uh, let's, I, if you want to join us, join us. If not, if not, but yeah, I was, I was awesome to come on the show yesterday or last week. And you could see I hadn't, there was a joke about not shaving. There was an internet bus story, but, uh, <laughs> I, I, I was in relaxation mode. I remember the not shaving part because I don't think I've ever seen you look like you've not been shaven. And even last week I was like, really? He looks <laughs> fairly smooth chin it's hard to tell i have a 720p camera if i had like a 4k camera you could probably see like you know <laughs> little little sprouts coming out but no i uh yeah we're not going to talk about my facial hair this week or internet buses because we've got a, a jam-packed show to talk about and i will hand it over to to you because uh, being the guest i think it's polite to let you go first plus i've been dying to know more about your adventures in RimWorld because I've gotten a preview on Twitter and I think you've been strategically tagging people as they do something silly or survive something horrific uh, yes. in RimWorld. I've not played this game and I and I've heard what? of it, but yeah, I've not played it. I'm curious to hear what what it is. What it is? What is it? <laughs> well, RimWorld uh, is a colony simulator. Uh, it hit Steam in July 2016. Mm-hmm. And it's been one of those games that's been stuck in alpha beta up until now. And then January, the devs finally said, all right, we could do this forever. So the next big patch is going to be our full version 1.0 release, which is awesome. And that kind of got me, you know, thinking, man, it's been a while since I played Grimworld. Let's jump into it. But it's a game where, like, it, it doesn't have a story. Essentially, the story is you're on a planet and you have to build a spaceship to get off the planet. That's mm-hmm. it. Like, constructed story-wise... That's all you got. The real fun of RimWorld is just the random craziness that happens. And I'm really sad that my gaming computer died on me just as I got back into this, because this is one of those games that's just fun to stream just because of how random stuff happens. Hmm. And uh, if you look at the trailer, it doesn't do it any justice. I think if you're interested in this game, go find someone who's streaming it so you can really get a good look at it. Um, But... Like, my favorite part of this game is just the health tab that, like, you have colonists who are trying to build up a colony to survive. You know, it's got resource management, and you got to manage what jobs they're doing. But each character has a health tab. And basically, as stuff happens to them, it shows it up on the health tab. So if you're fighting a rabbit, mm-hmm. and the rabbit bites you in the arm, it'll show on that health tab that you have an injury of a rabbit biting you on the arm. Whether it's left arm, right arm, it, it'll show it. Okay. And the cool part about it is, is A, you have to get it patched up, whether you use medicine or not. And B, your characters can actually lose limbs. They can lose an eyeball. They can lose both eyeballs. They can lose their hands, their arms, their legs. Whoa. And you have an, yeah, you have an option to go, okay, well, you lost your left leg. Well, now you get a peg leg, sir. Huh. And, like, yeah, you can have a character with two peg legs and two peg arms just, you know walking around feeling helpless it's like because... a character on spongebob squarepants <laughs> oh yeah the, that old guy the guy no it yeah. wasn't that no 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 that was a family guy oh you're right it is family. yeah i don't know why i thought it was spongebob so is RimWorld? what what's it look like i i literally don't know anything about this game i just know that the, that it produces these wacky stories so what what is it? It's... What is it? I, I should look it up because I should have looked it up, looked it up before. It, what is it? Uh, what's the style of game? Is it a is it a two D game or is it a three D game? Uh, it's top down two D. Uh, the graphics are kind of one of those you know kind of like Minecraft where it's not super up to date. Um, right. Kind of got that retro look to it, and that's oh. another reason why the the trailers don't do it a lot of justice. Like when you look at the character sprites. They're not that impressive at all. Like you see a head, a body, and then that's it. Oh, and you can zoom right out to to the to the planet level, right? I'm just looking at screenshots here, and 
It looks pretty crazy. Yeah, the whole point of the planet is like, you start off in this one little area, and you can actually send trade convoys, and you can beat up other tribes, you can actually start a whole second colony to go with your first one, so there's a lot to, you know, the whole planet thing itself. And it judges everything, like, you have to have enough food to go to a place and back, you have to carry what you want to trade, if you want to trade at all. There's just so much that goes into it that, again, a trailer does not do it justice. Hmm. It looks really, really neat and kind of... Is it a relaxing game to say? Like, oh, to... yeah. That's the, the cool thing about it is, like, if something's going down that needs your attention, it'll give you an alert. So nothing really sneaks up on you as long as you're listening for those alerts and you can pause it and kind of be like, okay, what's going on? What do I got to do? Yeah. It looks it looks really neat in that it, it's a it's an immersive sort of sim where you're kind of sitting there micromanaging this planet and then shit goes down and you have to kind of look at at mitigating that stuff and and you know as you've alluded to on Twitter you can name characters right and you can kind of have those characters stories evolve uh, over the course of your game yeah and the characters themselves are also randomized like at the start of the game the only thing that's not random is what you name your characters hmm. But every character will have a skills that they're good at, that they're passionate about, stuff that they won't even do. Like, you can have a character be like, look, I don't do construction. And you literally cannot make him assigned to construction. Um, then they also have traits. So you can have someone who's a pyromaniac on your colony who will just, for no reason at all, just start a fire. And then your people have to put out the fire. They have to arrest the guy. It's just a whole thing. So the traits actually play a pretty good role into, you know, how you got to balance what your characters are doing and their moods that they're currently at, because they can go on a mental break. When they go on a mental break, anything could happen. You have people who go on drug mental breaks, so they'll just sit there doing drugs all day long. They'll go on eating binges, they'll wander aimlessly, hmm. they'll sit in their room and be sad. Like, there's so much that goes into this game. It's just so fun. And again, if you're someone who's just kind of on the rim about trying it. <laughs> he did <Sorry>. it. <laughs> but yeah, if you're someone who's like kind of on the fences, whether or not you should uh, get this game, I highly recommend looking up somebody who's streaming it just because trailers and screenshots will not do it any justice. It's yeah. really a game that you have to watch and just, again, I fully enjoyed it. I bought it when it was first came out on Steam. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those, I think it's one of the few games I have over 100 hours into. Whoa. Yeah. And, and it, it runs fairly well on, you mentioned your computer died. It runs fairly well on lower end hardware, that I guess, if you're playing it on a laptop? Yeah, I got a, an old gaming laptop and it runs just fine. Like, cool. This laptop will feel like it's overheating if I'm playing uh, games like League of Legends or something like that. But on this game, it does perfectly fine. Yeah, and and you you mentioned that January, that, well in January they announced that the next patch would be the full release. So one is coming soon. I'm hoping soon. Oh um, wow, okay. So they they're... haven't actually, yeah, they haven't said anything since then. Um, but I have noticed some streamers have the full one update. So I think they've kind of soft released it to other people, just kind of giving it a test run. Oh, like so a I beta. anticipate, yeah, I anticipate it'll be out soon. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. So, what what's the next? So, give us a preview of what what you're what you're planning in your in your RimWorld world. Like, what's the next phase of of gameplay for you as you head back okay. in? Like, after we after we finish recording, and I say like, all right, I'm gonna go edit now. You you go play video games, and you're gonna go play RimWorld. What's the next thing you're doing in that well, world? It's funny because that's probably exactly what's gonna happen. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, I've seen your so Twitter a... post late at night. <laughs> I get I wake up in the morning and it's like, okay, who at me? Because like it's late and now it's very early. And I look at my phone. And it's like, oh, it's Josh. He's got this cool story. And he's like, and, and so I just I want to know. Give me a preview of what I'm going to wake up to. I, I'm just curious. Uh, okay, so we just got done. There's a pirate faction that's been beaten up on us. We just took down one of their camps, and uh -huh. we. The only major injury was that one of our people lost their pinky finger. That's not so bad. Um, yeah, you know, it, it got bitten off somehow in a fight oh. between guns and swords. Someone bit her finger off, so that's a thing. Someone, someone brought um, some teeth to a gunfight. Okay, right? 
but before that, we actually sent out an expedition to recover a bionic arm that our allies told us about. Mm -hmm. And the person who got their finger bitten off also has an old gunshot wound. And both of those things affect how effective her left arm is. So uh, I was asking her on Twitter, I was like, you know, I got this bionic arm. We can do a surgery where we cut off your arm and attach this bionic arm. And then your strength and usefulness in that arm just goes up exponentially. Um, and I think that's what we're going to do next. There is a chance that it fails. Like, I think you're my best doctor in the game. Oh, with The wow. skill level of 10 out of 20. Nice. Which isn't horrible. It's pretty decent. You know what? If you're the only doctor in the room, half ain't bad. Half is pretty go. good. Well, we're going to find out, because if that surgery fails, uh, I think oh. we lose the bionic arm, and that person's stuck without an arm. So, And, and I will get added by <laughs> by you and the person whose arm... Oh, yeah. We will know the outcome before the end of the night. Yeah, so, so I'm a doctor, and you're saying, basically, you're going to amputate her arm uh, because she's missing a pinky... And she's got a bullet wound that's that's hampering her performance. And you're gonna amputate the arm and put on the bionic arm that you found. Now I know you were you were uh, tweeting with Garrett about how how he wanted you to save that arm for someone who needed it. Like, do you feel like maybe like as soon as you attach the arm successfully, someone is gonna lose an arm and they're gonna be like, ah, see if you just waited one more mission. Like, are you see, ready? Are you prepared for that? That's that's the things that can happen and you kind of have to accept you know like to replace a whole arm because of a missing pinky finger and a gunshot wound is like okay that's a little excessive because it's an old gunshot wound you know it's like a scar and wait you know. so by that logic are you just you just really want to use the bionic arm you can be honest here this is a what, safe place when i put it on twitter the person in question you know peaked interest in using the bionic arm which right now is just kind of collecting dust inside my hospital hmm. and i'd really like to know like this would be my first time playing this game attaching a bionic limb what if so, it comes to life and it becomes its own sentient being can well, you then attach it i don't have an ai ai is in this game oh um yeah my my allies alerted me to where an AI core was, and I was like, you know, I don't I don't feel like fighting with AI right now, so we're just gonna let that opportunity pass. But... No, you don't wanna you don't wanna test that, or or you also don't want like the Steven Spielberg AI movie. Maybe that's what they're sending you to find, and it's just it's just a DVD copy of AI, and it's like, ugh, <laughs> this movie's so even long. worse. Man. I can't watch this. It's too long. So. Yeah. I'm not going after that AI. I think there's a spider on the roof. That's fine. Uh -oh. um, so if you hear me <laughs> shriek, <laughs> it's not. It's just a spider. Um, no, I'm. I'm excited. I like. I like the idea of these games, and I think you're right. For me to experience them properly, it's like Kerbal Space Program. It's yes. like Starbound, Minecraft. Those are like streaming slash YouTube curated content for me because I. I just don't have the time to create this immersive world, and but I am excited. I'm, I've been excited to to hear your your thoughts on it, and hopefully you you sort out your computer issues sooner rather than later, so you can get to get to streaming it. Because I think it would make it would make fun times to see those adventures. Now, I mean, your tweets are descriptive. Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> it would be really good to see those stories in action uh, as they're unfolding and and get. Yeah, it's much rougher in action. Yeah. Right? The fights don't always go too well. And no, like you, if you sometimes when you read what happened to your character, like the other day, we got attacked and I was shot in the kidney, hmm. uh, both arms, a leg, and into the neck and my ear. So like it was like, hey, you're bleeding and you're gonna bleed out in six hours. So I was like, oh well, I should get to a hospital. Yes. So yeah, <laughs> they don't go as smooth as it sounds. But with good doctors on our side, we've been holding our own. So. Oh, I try. And and this is, so uh, looking at remembering the screenshots, is this basically like colonizing a new planet? That's the goal, basically? Well, the goal is to leave the planet. Oh, so, so you're stranded. To, correct. Um, so the goal is either to build a spaceship or there's one on the map that you have to try to get to to take off. Oh. Um, 
So is it like but, a civilization but, game where that you you play to the goal and then when you win you start a new game with new parameters and stuff? Well, that I don't know because oh. with how cool the random events are in this game and how it just kind of flows really well, I have zero interest in getting to that spaceship right now. No, because you're just a, you're enjoying yeah. the ride. The and that's the cool thing. Like unlike Minecraft, where Minecraft didn't really have any scripted events, this one the events are random. Hmm. But they kind of keep the game going. So it can be anything from uh, aliens have dropped out of space and they're attacking your base to uh, a disease outbreak inside of your um, town. Your crops get all diseased and they're useless. Then you have to figure out what you're going to do for food. So there's enough events that pop up to really keep the game going without it feeling like, okay, let's get to the spaceship. Let's end this and try it again. Like, so it's not uh, like Civ in that you're you're just uh, just let it end because uh, you know Gandhi has nukes and he's just uh, he's waving <laughs> his nukes again. Yeah. Um, I have I have yet to find the Gandhi of this game and I'm not looking forward to it. But. Okay, well I I'm glad I I feel like RimWorld's one of those games that uh, that will pop up in a humble bundle monthly and then I'll get a chance to try it without you know I'll trip over it at, at some point. But you know it sounds uh, it sounds really cool and it sounds like another one of those like sort of you know, simulation games that, that people really latch on to. So I'm I'm glad you're enjoying it, and I'm glad we were able to have you on here to chat about it, because I don't think we've talked about it. I know I bel- someone else was playing it. It may have been James playing it back in the day when it was early access, and he was he was tweeting about it. Um, so I've heard a lot of it, but I haven't actually played it yet. So that's, that's really cool. Well, everyone, you know, we'll talk more about it later, but uh, everyone go follow at the J... Un- the... Uh, blah, at the underscore jdc and go check out those adventures and i'll uh i'll start i you know it's it's not that i don't like the content i feel like i wish i could retweet this but people are gonna think i'm insane because it's like snippets of information as as you're playing it's it's kind of it's good for me in context but i feel like for other folks but you should go to check out his twitter page and, and get the whole story and i think it's kind of like it's what people used to do before youtube they used to read content and then experience through those words as opposed to just watching it. And uh, it, that was the funny part is when I first started doing it, I would just put it out there. And I was like, you know what? In the beginning of each of these tweets, I'll put room world and then a colon. So people understand that when I put, wow, Ryan just shot Jocelyn in the arm when we were being attacked. No one's like, oh, my God, what did Ryan do? Because uh, yeah. I mean, you did shoot Jocelyn in the arm when we were being attacked. If I yeah. put RimWorld in front of that, people be like, ah, oh, okay. Not real. Or D&D. I guess it all works, really. Uh, well, that's really cool. <laughs> Go check that out. I, uh, as mentioned before, I, I was on vacation for the last week. And by vacation, I mean uh, doing a bad job at taking time off. Uh, eventually, I had booked a week off. But eventually, after a couple days of going into the office and people being like, Ryan... You're not very good at vacation. You're not vacationing correctly. <laughs> Go home. Uh, and finally, I said, like, okay, I'm leaving for good. I left the BlackBerry in my drawer. The computer's off. I'm not drinking. You can frisk me on the way out. I do not have any work devices on me. I'm leaving. Uh, and, uh, you know, I had a couple days off. And once everything started to quiet down and I had some time with the family and you have more you know, more energy in the evenings, you're not splitting your energy between work and family and, and games. I sat down and I was like, okay, what do I want to play on my vacation? I've got a list of games. What do I want to play? Um, and then I did something terrible. I made a list <laughs> of of the games <laughs> that I I have at my disposal, which is never a good idea because between Humble Bundle and a bunch of sales and buying games months ago on sale and the Steam sale, don't get like, geez, it just ended. So I had a, a good amount of, of content that I could choose from and I couldn't decide. It was driving me crazy, you know. So, but eventually, I remember this little game that had popped up in my inbox through uh, Keymailer. It was sent to me by the developers. It's called Far Lone Sales and it's it's a smaller title. It's a quiet experience about micromanaging a large ship as you move across this huge landscape and it's hard to pinpoint what it feels like but it's a it's it's a it's a side scrolling game uh, 2d with some fantastic background art and, and and it just looks 
really beautiful and very vast. And it's just, it was a nice relaxing experience. I was able to beat it in a couple sittings and I just really, really dug it. It's very atmospheric. And basically what it boils down to is you play this little character and you walk to the right and you find this large ship and, and you're driven to drive across this, this desert in this huge ship. It's very steampunky. And it starts off with three mechanics. You have fuel, which you pick up off the ground and you feed into this uh, this compactor, kind of like the flux capacitor in in Back to the Future. You just put it in the thing, you jump and hit the button, it raises <laughs> it up and converts it into energy. And you'll see it kind of move across a pipe into the into the very visualized sort of container to tell how much energy you have. And then you're pushing this button in to set to sort of like tell the ship, okay, I want you to move forward now. So it starts moving forward. And the loop at the start is basically the keeping the button pushed to move you forward and stopping. So there's an emergency stop, stopping to pick up fuel off the ground and bring it into the ship. And there are little hooks and stuff. And you can like, you can store fuel um, and as you, as you need it. And then, you know, you can, you can constantly feed the engine. And I kind of thought like, okay, is this a game where you're just trying to get as far as possible? And it's not the case because eventually it makes you stop and it makes you solve a puzzle. Uh, Sometimes that puzzle will just open up the next area. Other times that puzzle will give you a new component on your ship. So one of them that is the namesake, which is, you know, you get these huge sails on your ship and part of the mechanic of, of keeping the speed going is that you build up steam and then you hit the button to release the steam and what that does originally before the sails get there is that keeps your engine from exploding but if you have sails when you have the sails the steam actually keeps your engine safe but also fuels the sails to make you go even faster so you get a speed boost and that's pretty much the rinse and repeat notion of it you got to stop every once in a while for a puzzle um you know fuel up and all that fun stuff but i just really dug this quiet relaxing experience it was it was really really neat and again very atmospheric kind of my style of games i would compare like the music to like inside and limbo sort of that atmospheric sort of quiet music and slowly building the art style definitely reminds me of like a limbo-esque kind of game yeah i remember i remember looking at this and thinking of games like journey where It's not meant to be like some hardcore crazy game, but just something that you can sit down and just really enjoy it for what it is. Exactly. And I don't know how much it was on the Steam sale, but uh, I feel kind of bad playing it after the Steam sale because it, it, it would have been a really good recommendation during the Steam sale. I'm sure it was on sale. The game had just come out, I think, earlier this year. And now I've just had a had a great time. And, you know, I had a bunch of other games to sort of choose from i had picked up the the newest pokemon game um i had i started uncharted lost legacy you know and those are all i I picked up hellblade and portal bridge constructor on the steam sale so i had a lot to choose from but they were all kind of like (laughs) all over the place or too action focused and i just wanted to calm down with something and just kind of like veg and it's literally just you got the arrow keys and the jump button and 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 the pickup button so six buttons in total and you're just you're just micromanaging the ship and i had a great time i I really i really dug it so if you're looking for a small sort of self-contained experience that is just satisfying to 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 keep literally keep the ball rolling uh far loan sales is highly recommended i don't know how much it is um i don't know we can we could look it up but uh yeah 15 dollars on steam 15 bucks uh yeah i think like that's that's a decent price for what this is i i mean you could wait for it to go on sale there's you know what i described there's not much more to it it is a shorter experience like i'd say if this was around or less than ten dollars like it's an instant buy for me i think 15 might be a bit too much um but uh yeah i would probably wait for a sale at that point but 15 is not too bad um it, it is a shorter game. I think I beat it in less than three hours. So uh, keep that in mind when you're looking at it. But if you're looking for something quiet um, and, and sort of relaxing, check out Far Loan Sales. Um, okay, well, uh, 
for folks who are listening, this show is supported by Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash thegamersin to support the show. Uh, that's where you'll find our TGI Patreon Mini. It's the only place to listen to it. Whether you're a patron or not, you can check out the Mini, and that sort of gives you a preview of all the content happening on the Gamers In uh, TGI Studios type stuff. No, sorry, Gamers In and Gamers In Presents. So what we're what games we're playing, you know, what some what summoners calls up to, uh, all that fun stuff. Go to Patreon.com/slash/TheGamersIn. I usually post to patrons on Tuesdays, and then I'll, uh, and then it's available to everyone the day after. So we also have a patron ad from Simon this week. Weekly News Desk is a podcast all about the geek news this week. Join your two knucklehead hosts, Andrew and Simon, as they keep you informed on movies, TV, video games, and books. Find them on iTunes or at weeklynews.com. All right. Now, I didn't specifically set a topic, but I, I said summer gaming, question mark, suggested by <laughs> kind of what is happening right now in video games. Not a lot of new larger games are coming. I think like the first big one, I mean, if Jocelyn were here, I almost said just Spider-Man, but I know World of Warcraft is coming out uh, in, a, in a couple, in a month. Um, but you know, the, the big titles that sort of are the new fresh takes, um, not really fresh takes, I guess they're all sequels. <laughs> I just gonna, you know, Spider-Man and the third Tomb Raider and Destiny 2 expansion. Like, okay, Ryan, those aren't fresh takes. Um, but they are fresher than a, than a, than a 10 year old MMO. But, um, yeah, so it's, it's summer gaming. And I think, I think battle for Azeroth is, is a great way to start sort of the beginning of the end of summer and uh i I love a good mmo chapter to drop in like mid-august i think that's perfect timing it's much better than dropping it in in, you know october december like they've done in the past but yeah i just wanted to talk a bit about summer gaming and then i think uh josh kind of ran with it and he actually found some some great news stories to talk about one of which that we'll we'll cover later on that i was like i can't believe i didn't think of that um (laughs) but i want to start with no man's sky finally getting a multiplayer patch next tuesday july 24th are you excited for did you play no man's sky when it came out i did i was someone who followed it all the way up until it came out uh to an extent i didn't like really really absorb it like a lot of people did so when the guy was like yeah you could play with your friends and then it turned out that you couldn't play with your friends they were a little upset Hmm. um I was someone who played it. I really enjoyed it. It kind of got a little repetitive after a while, um, just because like the end goal was getting to the sooner center of the universe, and that was like really far stretch away. But since then, they've actually added a lot to the game. Like you can build bases. I think they added about thirty hours of story content. There's ground vehicles. Uh, there was a resolution upgrade, and now on July twenty fourth. They're actually patching it again. They call this patch No Man's Sky Next, where it's multiplayer now. And in the video that they showed, uh, there's four people running around. You can go in first person and third person with your character now. Um, But I think it's like finally that thing everyone wanted two years ago when it got released. So for me, it's probably enough for me to download it and give it a second try and try to get some, you know, gather some friends see what's new because i haven't played it with all those updates i played it when it first came out gave it about 30 40 hours and i was like okay well that was fun let's go play something else Um, it's interesting that you know no man's sky came out and and it, it had a a really rough start mainly from well i think both critics and gamers kind of called called it on on sort of this this uh this pr you know run up to the release over the over the years as after it had been announced and you know i think it's a lesson learned that those developers learned that they're not a pr company and they never said they were they just they were very excited about games and we've seen this in the past where where, you know gamers making games are excited about their product and want to talk about all the cool things they're thinking of and i for one just look at this update coming two years after after the release of the game and kind of say like this is awesome it's great to see that these developers weren't squashed by the hate wall that is the internet these days and and has been for the last two or three years and i talked about no man's sky when it came out it's like sure it wasn't what a lot of people wanted it to be um but it still was an interesting experience 
was it overpriced? Yeah, it was not a full, it shouldn't have been a full price game. And I've heard a lot of people say like, you know, once this patch drops, it's, it's a game that's going to go down to like 20 bucks on Steam or 30 bucks. And it is what it is. But uh, I don't think it's a full price game anymore. I, I think if you went in the store, it'd probably budget title. It's got to have had a yeah. price cut by now, I would think. Oh, yeah. I, I don't doubt that after all the the negative press that I got upon release that within at least six months it probably saw a price cut yeah um now that it's it's crazy how much that like when you say it's probably gonna be cut down to 20 bucks like when you if you're someone who hasn't looked at no man's sky and then you look at it after july 24th i mean they're also adding in like if you build up a colony other people can use that and there's already people talking about oh man what if we make this giant hub you know, like I'm in my mind, I'm imagining the Citadel from Mass Effect. Just people keep adding on to it and it gets bigger and bigger. And you can also build up your own fleet. You know, like the whole, like if you listen to what this game has two years later mm-hmm. and you've heard nothing else about it, it sounds like an amazing game. So is this at the point where No Man's Sky can start charging for updates or do they have to keep releasing free updates? Like, is this. Is this the well, world they've built? I think right now, I don't think they have a big enough player base to ever start charging. At least not for a while. Now I that it's with, third person, they could do a cosmetic system, right? Yes. Um, I think with this update, they've reached the point where it feels like it's a complete game. You know, It's what they said they were going to deliver. Mm-hmm. So... I think this update's going to determine whether or not they stick with it or if they say, you know what, it was an amazing game. We had fun with it. There's been ups. There's been downs. We got it all out there. Do we look forward to another, you know, IP or do we really keep running with this? So I think this one right here is going to mark whether or not, who is it? Hello Games, I think it is. Yeah, Hello Games, yeah. yeah. I think this is the point where they decide, is No Man's Sky what they're going to be working on for the next couple of years, or do they go into something else? Hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I I think that this is the journey that they've taken, and they've had to deal with a lot of a lot of stuff. And and maybe they took took the criticism to heart and said like, well, you know what, we're going to show them, and this was our original vision for the game, just to show them, and we just couldn't make it for launch, and and now they've they've. they've They've gotten there. I mean, the game has the update isn't here until next Tuesday. It'll be interesting to see how it's structured. Um, I, for one, think that if you have an open shared world, that sounds really cool, and I hope it works at launch. It sounds like a big undertaking, and I hope I hope people realize that they maybe should be a little nicer to developers when they make mistakes. And yeah, this was a big mistake. They made a big mistake, and I think they've 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 tried their best to uh, atone to it i know i'm being oh ryan's being super nice it's like hey you know what they could have dropped this like a hot potato after it released and be like whoa this is obviously very volatile um but then other people could say hello games can now develop other products and they can look at no man's sky and say like okay these are guys that have some some pedigree and they're a good team that understand building a good game for gamers and and kind of trying to deliver on that vision so it's exciting um so that updates out next tuesday and i think i'm going to check that out for next week i want to i've been i've been excited to go back to no man's sky i for one haven't touched it since the base building um and that's more just because i just haven't had the inkling to go back when they added the story stuff i think it was this close to jumping back in and then something else popped up and i i kind of forgot but I am excited yeah. to go back in and check this all out in one fell swoop. And that's why I think the timing of it is, like, brilliant. Because, like you said earlier, summer gaming right now is kind of at a lull. Like, if you're really into Blizzard games, you got the new Hearthstone expansion, you got the new World of Warcraft expansion. Uh, there's a couple Switch games coming out steadily throughout the fall. Mm-hmm. So, for this to come out, I mean, I'm someone, I have the game, so I don't have to go out and buy anything. I just have to load it on my PlayStation, and then, you know what? The only other thing I'm playing right now is RimWorld, so why not give it a try? Why not see what they've done with it and say, you know what, good on them to stick with it and really create a game that you can fall in love with all over again. Yeah, 
no, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So check that out next Tuesday, No Man's Sky next. Next here, <laughs> you've got uh, Overcooked 2 on the Switch. Interestingly enough, just listening to the official Nintendo Power podcast that uh, is, I'll say this right now, is super duper a Nintendo by Nintendo podcast. So there's a lot of like cringeworthy <laughs> like, oh, I'm playing lots of games. I'm playing Super Mario Odyssey and Tropical Freeze. And they just list a bunch of Switch products. And it's like, you you can so tell that they're not allowed to mention anything <laughs> that isn't on, on, on Nintendo Switch. Not even a hint. Like the guy who 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 hosts it, um, he's a he was editor in chief at Nintendo Power for during the Wii area. He is very good at what he does because it doesn't he doesn't make it sound like he's like it sounds like he plays a lot of games, but then he only talks about the Nintendo ones, and you you get it because it's a Nintendo podcast. It's a Nintendo Nintendo podcast. But like they have the marketing guy come on, and he's like. Well, it's funny you mention that, Chris, because Nintendo's just had a stellar year with the Switch, and we've had so many indie games, and oh my god, dude, <laughs> don't have this guy back. Like, okay, maybe he does good with pencil pushing and computer typing, but like, don't put him on the podcast. You can tell he's a market shill, okay? That being said, they interviewed the devs behind Overcooked 2, and this isn't exclusive to the Switch, but it is coming to the switch alongside other platforms is that correct or or is it an exclusive uh i don't think it's exclusive i didn't think so either i have it for i have the original one for the xbox yeah so, so overcooked I would, be, I would be surprised if it's switch ex- exclusive i would as well so overcooked 2 uh launches when does it come out august august 8th i think august 8th, 8th or 10th uh 7th so august 7th that one you can pre-purchase now it's about 27 30 dollars canadian and yeah that's really cool and and i think they added online play which was the biggest criticism of the first game um so that's exciting I can't, I, I, I can never get people like I can never get couch co-op to work because it's just me and like I will try to like I'll ask Ashley like hey just play try this game with me let's just try it out and I know like this game <laughs> would be tough because it's there's a lot of things happening all at once and it would probably overwhelm uh overwhelm her and this is why like come on Caden grow up grow up Abby let's go let's go let's get some <laughs> let's get some local co-op going here uh it's it's the one thing I'm really looking forward to um not the only thing but one of the cool things about, about having kids is like it's just like you're raising your own co-op uh gamers um but yeah this is going to be coming out august 7th and yeah i believe it is out on steam and ps4 and every every console yeah out i know there. it's at least going to steam but yeah like so, online multiplayer is, is a big thing for me so i might be more inclined to pick this up because the first game was local only and i have it but i just haven't had a chance to pull people together oh man if you get four people playing overcooked it is a blast it's just chaos it's fun you just the whole time everyone's just yelling and you know they're not like oh my god you suck it's like oh my god i need sausage for this pizza who's got the sausage station (laughs) and then the level just splits in half and it's oh man it's just so so when i was watching e3 and they announced overcooked 2 i was like yes i can't wait and then like in august and i was like oh even better it's this year yeah so So. if this is online co-op i mean we gotta address the uh the elephant in the room here so like on the switch like how do you coordinate is is there voice is there voice oh man i didn't even think about that like if there's no voice chat and overcooked that's like half the game is dead like half most of the fun that we had playing overcooked like i got a family that lives local and we're all gamers so we when we were playing this game we just all went to one house and it was a blast mm-hmm. if you don't have voice i think it defeats the whole point of that game so if you got a bunch of people doing it on switch either you got to be in the same place or you know boot up discord pull your computer next to your switch or vice versa and do it that way but you've got to have you know some communication going on in this game yeah i mean i don't have a headset for my switch and i'd, I'd probably be more inclined maybe to buy this for for a system that that maybe has that but yeah i don't know um and and also good to note that if you do pick this up on switch in august in september when the nintendo online service launches it will no longer be free to play online 
you'll have to pay for that uh, 20 or $30 a year service. So it's cheaper than Xbox or PlayStation, in which you will require uh, uh, the service to play online. But then you could also buy it on Steam and not pay a cent, and then use Discord Native. So I, I know you know PC Master Race folks are yelling at their at their uh, Android devices right now. Um, so yeah, uh, Overcooked Two on Switch. I I would have to look into the voice chat to actually recommend this on Switch. But if it is coming to other platforms, like and it's not crossplay as far as I recall, so uh, you'll have to you'll have to choose your platform wisely. Um, so check that out coming up soon. This is really good. And we're going to end it off here with the news that completely just almost slipped the show and, and would have been a real problem because I've been reading and listening about this (laughs) and watching it, uh, all week, the Nathan Fillion uncharted fan film. And I, I hate to say that because it's like, not just his fan film. There was a huge team behind it, including the director who I, I don't have the name for, but, uh, uh, Alan Ugnar. Yeah. It's the only thing he has on YouTube, which, I mean, is good. It's a good start. Yeah. <laughs> Some of us have, you know, 330 episodes of The Gamers In. Others have the first amazing live-action Uncharted uh, fan which film. in three days already has, I think, three over 3 million views. So yeah. I think it's a good start for your first video. I think so. And starring, and you know, getting Nathan Fillion to star in your fan film and having a whole cast and crew. And by the way, the bad guy, the main bad guy, that voice, he needs to be in more stuff as a bad guy. Yeah, I, that voice he had was just so deep. I thought it was fake. And then I'm like, no, that's his real voice. It's, uh, it was so, it's, I was worried it was going to be cheesy. Like, here's my thing. I like Nathan Fillion, guys. Huge, uh, huge, huge fan crush on him. Love the guy to bits. Amazing in all the Halo games. You know, uh, Firefly, also great. Castle, I don't know, first couple seasons were okay. Uh, I'm going to PVR the <laughs> shit out of that, like, rookie cop show that's starting up soon. Um, that being said, like, he's always seemed like the perfect fit for a uh, Uncharted film. But it was hard, like, almost like maybe he was too jokey. You know, like, too jokey-jokey. But then when they put him in this film, it fits quite well. You're worried he's going to oh, be too jokey-jokey, but he the writing was spot-on, and his delivery was also very well done. Yeah. I so. mean, I think it was around the third Uncharted game that mm-hmm. rumors, you know, internet rumors were popping up, like, oh, there's going to be an Uncharted film starring Nathan Fillion, and everyone's like, wow, you know what? I could see that working. Yeah. And, like, even I was like, oh, man, that would be amazing. Well, and then, you know, it just kind of sizzled out like most internet rumors happened. And then this dropped. It was like, oh, my God, this is this is everything we ever wanted, but we want more of it. This is only 15 minutes. And it was done so well. There's, like, the, just Nathan Fillion playing Nathan Drake. He did it very well. And then mm-hmm. the camera, when it switches to kind of like how the gameplay does, mm-hmm. that little nod to the game itself was just amazing. And it was like, oh. Why is this only 15 minutes? Someone needs to pick this up. Like Netflix, Amazon, somebody pick this up and be like, hey, we'd like to do a full series with this, please. Yeah, I mean, if Sony wanted to start their own streaming service, I wouldn't be angry if they started with this live-action Uncharted series. And and uh, it, it they did a very good job at capturing it. All the other uh, actors that pop up, Sully's in there, uh, yep. Elena's in the end, spoiler alert. Um, but they do a really good job at including the main character, the, the Trinity from the game. And last we heard of the official Uncharted movie coming from Sony, uh, they've cast Tom Holland, of course, as a young, you know, Nathan Drake. And oh, so there is a movie. Well, it's in. <laughs> it's been in limbo for a while, and I think like Sony's just looking to keep Tom Holland on on the on the payroll because he's evidently a, a good i i think he's a great actor he's done an amazing job as spider-man and, and all of his mm-hmm. you know appearances so to give him another franchise um kind of makes sense to kind of keep him with the studio and i like the idea of a young uncharted but i also like the idea of having a young a young old back and forth uncharted similar to how the games have always done it you know cast tom holland as a i don't think tom holland could carry an uncharted film and i think that's not his fault yeah i think it's more about the fact that a young a young nathan drake just isn't as interesting as the nathan drake we've played for the last three games like the young nathan drake yeah. was only really introduced in 
you know, two, three, I think it was three and four actually, where we kind of saw a younger, uh, Nathan Drake, but Nathan Fillion fits that perfect age level for Uncharted four. I think he fits quite well. Well, I think he fits, I like the way he played the character, I think was perfect. Cause I, Mm. the problem with Tom Holland and again, he's a great actor and everything, but he's very young. And the cool thing about Nathan Drake in the Uncharted series is he's not like your action hero who's spot on with everything and he's, you know, got all the perfect punches. He's a very clumsy hero, mm-hmm. you know? And when the fight scene in the 15-minute the live action thing, you could tell, like, he's not some taekwondo sharpshooting master of all arts. You know, he's... A middle-aged, you know, thirty to forty-year-old guy running around trying to be a hero. Mm-hmm. It felt very relatable, and I think the problem with going younger is that you may try to take his young age and make him, you know, too good. Like, oh, now he's flexible and he can run and jump, and he's like Spider-Man except he has jeans and a a torn shirt. So. I don't know. I like the Nathan Billion version. Give that to me any day. You want to make another 15 minute? You want to start like a GoFundMe? I will put money towards it. But yeah, I think oh. I think Sony's more likely to do something with this. I mean, this they so there's a great podcast that Kotaku does called Split Screen, and uh, Jason Schreier actually interviews Nathan Fillion. They talk about some other stuff as well as the the live action short, and they go into the making of it and whether they've gotten some calls. I guess there's been some rumblings. You know, Neil Druckmann from from uh, you know uh, uh, Naughty Dog uh, retweeted the the link and with a heart he loved it, and. Sony has been working with Druckmann to kind of make both Uncharted and The Last of Us a film. And I think like the Deadpool trailer or, you know, concept that they leaked, this wasn't a leak, it's a fan film, but this isn't the first time a fan film's come out and kind of encouraged a studio to be like, okay, there's, there's, I don't know why you would have to ask, oh, is there traction for Uncharted? It's only like the biggest, you know, Sony, uh, well, before the God of War reboot, the only the biggest Sony uh, franchise that they have. Now with the God of War reboot, I would imagine that thing's going to start getting optioned as well. But It's also been the most consistent. Like, yeah. All four Uncharted games were amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have a PlayStation, I'm pretty sure they've done a PlayStation 4 update and you can buy them on the store and download them. But yeah. if you have a PlayStation, do yourself a favor and play the Uncharted games, especially if you're a fan of action-adventure games. They actually All four did of them, it. consistent. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Just oh, they did a, a Nathan Drake collection, and it's a remastered uh, PS4 collection. So you can buy the whole whole franchise on the PS4. And I've been playing, like I said, Lost Legacy, also a fantastic game. You don't play as Nathan Drake, but you play as Chloe and uh, the I think Nadine, the new lady from Uncharted Four. Fantastic sort of addition, and kind of proves that. You know, Uncharted isn't isn't done just because Nathan has has hung up his gun belt. I don't know. I don't know what you even call it. Uh, but I I really love this uh, live action you know uh, take on Uncharted. And if this is all we get, then that's fine too. I'm I'm cool with that. But really, I think Sony needs to look at their you know inward for their franchises and and stop you know let go of Spider Man. I have the worst feeling in the world that that Venom film is not going to be great. Uh, but I hope it's good. Don't get me wrong, but it's just, I have this feeling that just Sony, you need to find something, something new for your geek shelf. And I think Uncharted is it like Nathan Fillion and this, and this director that they just served it up on, like, this is how you do it. And that's how they would describe it. Like we, ha- we both had a niche and we scratched it and we didn't want to wait for Sony to kind of figure it out because they've literally been sitting on the Uncharted film for like five to six years you know yeah um so it's good that this is out i appreciate you putting in the notes because i totally would have spaced on it but uh yeah fantastic i go check that that fan film out right away um if you want you could also check out our discord at bit.ly slash tgi discord where you can discuss the new uncharted fan film i can't believe i never posted it in the discord so i will go do that promptly but uh yeah go check out our discord bit.ly slash tgi discord and that brings us to the end of the show. Josh, thank you so much for, for being on the show and, and guest hosting while Jocelyn's away. Can you tell the listeners where they can find you on the internet? Yes. So ever since my computer died, right now the only place you can pretty much find me is on Twitter. It would be the underscore JDC. Um, 
I should be getting a pretty good computer within the next month. So oh. hopefully I can get back onto streaming. I really want to stream some real world so people can see that. And you guys can see what hijinks your characters are getting into. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, for now, it's just the Twitters. So, I mean, spill the guts. What are the guts of this new computer? Any any like specific you know hardware you're looking at? Like, is it a new gaming PC or just you're looking to get your hands on like a secondhand piece? Uh, it's gonna be used. Mm -hmm. I'm getting it from a friend who's getting a pretty awesome gaming laptop for their school. Oh, and they're like, hey, I'm not gonna be using this tower anymore because whatever. And the tower is actually better than my old tower, so I'm like, oh man. It's second rate. Oh, well, so... I mean, I'll, computers... Yeah, I'll take it in a heartbeat. <laughs> gaming computers are kind of interesting because, like, for the most part, if you're playing games that are that are well-optimized, you just throw a new video card in there and you're good to go. If you got a, a couple more years on that. Like, the computer I'm running on right now is... Uh, we were doing the math last night as we were, again, talking about optimized games. We were trying to get Dead Rising 4 to work for Zombies Ate My Podcast, and my you know i just upgrade the video card every three or four years i've had this thing since 2011 and it still tears through new games no problem um but when a game isn't optimized better watch out it's gonna crash and it's gonna have a a hard time but that's not the computer's fault that's the game's fault um so i'm really i'm really glad you're getting back into uh getting your gaming pc set up and you know what I'm not going to fall for it when uh, my kids ask for a, a PC for college. Oh, I need a I need a new computer for school. It's like, well, you're not getting a gaming laptop. Like, what? Yeah, no, this one was fully paid for. So they're they're not paying for a thing. It's like some veteran thing that they're doing. Oh, interesting. So, yeah, no, they're getting an amazing gaming laptop for free. So they're like, oh. hey, you want this tower? And I was like, I love you. Interesting. Well, that's really cool. So it's a program for school through the through the veterans program that night. Correct. Hmm. Interesting. So yeah, well, that's amazing. So I'm well, excited to get there. Hopefully, cool. it'll happen soon. Now I hope you I hope you get it as well, and then maybe you can get overcooked there, and we can play it with with voice chat. That sounds pretty good. Uh, well, look forward to that. If you want, you can visit us on the website uh, at gamersinpodcast.com. <laughs> visit us on the website. Uh, follow us on Twitter. You can find Jocelyn at JossPlays, myself at rmurphy, Josh at the underscore JDC, and don't forget to follow the show at the Gamers Inn. The video versions of all our episodes will be streamed on Thursdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash thegamersin and are available after the fact on Twitch. Email the show at info at gamersinpodcast.com if you have any thoughts on the new Uncharted fan film. If you want to see Nathan Fillion, hang up his serenity boots and pick up the uncharted gun belt let us know uh write us an email thank you so much for listening to the show and can't wait to talk to you next week bye everybody bye